You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, episode number 11. Today, we'll read the 11th chapter of Matthew together. Jesus tells us about who John the Baptist was and cautions some towns with the woe to use. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me as we simply read God's Word together. Some things require discipline, and sometimes that's just not easy to muster by yourself, no matter how badly you want to do it or how much you know you should. It's just easier to do it with a friend. So refill your coffee or tea, get comfortable in your favorite chair, and follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. wondered why there are four Gospels? You know, the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each account gives different details and was meant for a different audience. Matthew, the one we're reading now, was written with the nation of Israel in mind. They were God's chosen race. His laws were given to them by Moses some 15 years prior to the birth of Christ and the Jews knew those laws very well. Matthew used many references to the Old Testament, which spoke directly to Jewish beliefs. Now, Mark directed his account of the life of Jesus to the Romans. You're not going to see a lot of those Old Testament references because the Romans knew nothing about Jewish law. They were action people. They were interested in what Jesus did. Now, Luke was a physician and very intellectual. He focused on details and eyewitness accounts since he didn't see them himself. And John, well, he was the disciple whom Jesus loved. His account was written from the vantage of Jesus' best friend. It's much more spiritual and written from a perspective of love and awe. It's important to remember these differences when you're tempted to say, Wait, that conflicts with something I just read. Remember that the same event is seen through someone else's eyes and reported for four different reasons. Now, let's read chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. When Jesus finished giving instructions to his twelve disciples, he moved on from there to teach and preach in their towns. Now, when John heard in prison what the Christ was doing, he sent a message through his disciples and asked him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, and those with leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor are told the good news, and blessed is the one who isn't offended by me. 
As these men were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swaying in the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothes? See, those who wear soft clothes are in royal places. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one greater than John the Baptist has appeared, but the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence, and the violent have been seizing it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you're willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who is to come. Let anyone who has ears listen. To what should I compare this generation? It's like children sitting in the marketplaces who call out to other children, We played the flute for you, but you didn't dance. We sang a lament, but you didn't mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Then he proceeded to denounce the towns where most of his miracles were done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented in sackcloth and ashes long ago. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would still have remained until today. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom on that day of judgment than for you. At that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, because this was your good pleasure, all things have been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal him. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is one of those chapters that will spring to life even more when you read the Old Testament next year. 
Well, I mean, if you haven't already read it. You'll have to go all the way back to Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, to find the story of Sodom, and its destruction is not pretty. But remember, Matthew, when he wrote this gospel, had an audience of Jews in mind. They knew these stories from the Old Testament, backward and forward. And when Jesus said that it would be more tolerable for Sodom than for Capernaum on the Day of Judgment, I suspect it sent a shiver down their spines. Capernaum saw Jesus' miracles, I mean up close and personal, and they still rejected him. How many times I wish I would have been there to see just one man who was born blind and then he got his sight back. Just one time I would see someone whom I knew was dead and he was made alive again. What were they thinking in Capernaum and the other towns? And the Pharisees and other religious leaders of the day, they should have been praising God and been amongst Jesus' closest followers. But the only thing they could think about was protecting their positions. This is poignant. Take a moment and read that passage out loud and fill in the name of your own town. Sobering, isn't it? I pray these admonishments will not apply to us on that day. Let's pray. Lord, I'm coming to you yet again with a wagging finger against those religious leaders, and yet it is I who needs a Savior the most. Thank you that you died for all of us. Thank you for that, even though you knew we would have difficulty believing. Help our unbelief. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow. Be well.